This is the Wake Up Rundown from News 10 ABC. Good Wednesday morning, everyone. Today is May 22nd, and I'm Jess Berganti with your Storm Tracker forecast. How great was yesterday? We had a beautiful Tuesday. We warmed into the 60s. But if you were saying to yourself, can't we just calm these winds down a tad? It was pretty gusty yesterday. Well, that's what we have today. More sunshine, calmer winds, and then we'll have the chance to warm to 73 degrees. Enjoy today. Take the time to soak up the sun, put on that sunscreen, and know that it's going to be a beautiful day before soaking rain becomes a greater potential by Thursday afternoon into the evening. Let's talk about this. A bit of a tricky forecast, but it does warrant watching, and you got to stay updated. Because come tomorrow, we start with a chance for overnight spotty showers, maybe a rumble of thunder into the early drive Thursday. It's really hit or miss, but there could be some downpours, spotty cells, and nonetheless, maybe a thunderstorm or two. Then you could be caught off guard because we'll actually dry out for late Thursday morning right through the early afternoon. Sure, we have clouds, but I think we have some sunshine that sunshine can actually fuel the better potential for some stronger storms. So Thursday, especially between 3 o'clock in the afternoon until as late as 8 o'clock in the evening, watch for the chance for soaking downpours, watch for the chance for gusty winds, and we could have some severe weather, especially west of Albany, but we have to watch this closely. Any of those storms could bring the potential for damaging wind gusts. We could have some hail, so it's going to get active, and you might be caught off guard again because of how dry it is and how sun-filled it is at times for the early afternoon but that drive home from the office and through the early evening could get a little rough. Now we're going to have a better looking Friday. Once we get through those storms Thursday afternoon, sunny and dry Friday, a high of 70. And then coming up for the weekend, yes, Saturday, late in the afternoon, even more so the evening. We can't rule out some rain and a rumble of thunder. But once we get to Sunday, the exception of an early shower in the morning, otherwise dry, great for barbecuing. And as you attend any services and parades on Memorial Day Monday, I think that's sunshine as you attend those services and a high of 76 with maybe a chance shower. That's your updated Storm Tracker forecast. Here's today's top headlines. People across the Capital Region weighing in on school budget proposals, and Johnstown certainly getting the bulk of the attention right now. Yes, it was, and that proposal turned down by voters putting mm -hmm. certain major activities in jeopardy. Nicole, what are the steps they're taking moving forward here? Well, there's a Board of Education meeting scheduled for 6.30 tonight to deal with all of this, Ryan. Programs like varsity sports and kindergarten could now seriously be in jeopardy because voters turned down that proposed 35% tax levy increase for the Greater Johnstown School District. It was a close one, though. 1,150 votes in favor, 1,147 votes were against the budget. Now, this would have made the budget pass in a simple majority. However, this required a 60% supermajority because of that 35% tax levy, and they did not reach that. The district was seeking an additional $3 million from taxpayers in comparison to last year. Superintendent Patricia Kilburn says that after the Great Recession, the district stopped raising taxes and instead used savings to help pay bills. But in two years, those savings will run dry. You know, we have so much money in reserves and fund balance, and there's a clock that's ticking down. So every year that we have to continue to use savings to support the schools is a year that we are getting closer to the end of that clock. The community split right down the middle on this issue. It's more of a scare tactic, you know, cut down on the administration, cut down on the overhead. You know, maybe people are getting paid too high of a salary for what they're actually doing with the success rate that they're having. You know, I feel sorry for a lot of people in this area that have to pay a lot of money, but um, I did vote yes. It would be a tragedy for this community, yeah. truly. 
superintendent says the district will try a revote, asking now for 15% increase, which would only require a simple majority. That revote scheduled to take place next month. Stay with News 10 both on air and online as we continue to follow this. Ryan. Mm, tough position to be in, Nicole. Thank you. Well, new this morning, people living in the Saratoga Springs School District voted three new members to the school board. Yeah, and one of the biggest issues here facing those running was whether or not to bring back those armed yeah. security monitors, right? News to NBC's Jamie Line live in Saratoga this morning with more on the results of that election and what it can mean for the school here, Jamie. Ryan, Christina, of those three newly elected school board members, one of them, Dean Colligan, is a member of the Saratoga Parents for Safer Schools, which is an organization that wants to bring back armed monitors on school grounds. Now, according to print sources, last night's vote on the armed monitors ended with a split decision. For 30 years, retired police officers carried guns while monitoring the school grounds, but school officials say this is in violation of the law. However, some parents would like the school to return to its old ways. The parents who would like the armed monitors say in the event of a school shooting, it would take the police nearly six and a half minutes to respond, which is too much time in the event of an emergency. It's important to note that these monitors are different than school resource officers. While both help to provide security, resource officers also help teach students right from wrong. Now again, last night's vote ended in a split decision, a very controversial topic here in Saratoga Springs. Reporting live, I'm Jamie DeLine, News 10 ABC. New details in the trial against alleged sex cult leader Keith Ranieri. Former Inner Circle member Lauren Salzman continuing her testimony yesterday. Salzman says Ranieri recruited a family with three daughters from Mexico into Nexium and had sexual relations with all of them, including one as young as 15. When one of the daughters disobeyed him, Salzman says he ordered the woman confined to a bedroom with nothing more than a mattress, a pen and paper, for two years. Defense lawyers insist any contact Ranieri had with the women was consensual. The New York Attorney General's office has now submitted several objections to a dissolution attempt by the St. Clair's Hospital Corporation in Schenectady, citing a lack of transparency regarding its financial history. The AG's office requesting more information on what the corporation did with the remaining funds when the Schenectady Hospital closed in 2008. They also claim the corporation regularly failed to submit annual financial documents required by law. Retired St. Clair's workers are suing after being denied their pensions. This is good news for them, promising news at least, right, as that case moves forward. Amazon is once again looking to grow in the capital region, this time looking towards Colony for a new distribution center. The proposed center would be leased out of a warehouse on Jupiter Lane. A representative for Amazon says this facility would be referred to as a last-mile delivery center, meaning it would only serve customers directly and not other Amazon facilities. Amazon also says it will bring 150 new jobs to the area. 83 clergy members within the Diocese of Albany have now been named in a new report detailing those accused of child sexual abuse. Along with those names, the report also released other places where these men may have been assigned in an effort to give other victims a chance to come forward here. The diocese claims the list isn't completely accurate, saying at least one of the men named never served as a priest in our area. That statement goes on to say the diocese is committed to getting justice for all victims of abuse.
Lawmakers in New York recently passing a bill to put cameras on the stop arms of school buses. Now there's a push to increase safety inside the bus as well. Lobbyists at the Capitol are pushing for legislation to require school buses carrying young children to always have an attendant on board to help the kids get on and off the bus safely. Supporters say there's too much pressure on bus drivers to both drive safely and watch students. Both opponents say it would not work, though, as there's already a shortage of bus drivers and aides nationwide. While New York State marking May is Infant Safe Sleep Month to raise awareness about safe sleep practices involving babies, the state will distribute 10,000 safe sleep kits to families of the newest, cutest New Yorkers. In the kit, advice to practice safe sleeping and a sleep sack, which is a safer alternative to a blanket. In fact, you should never use a blanket around a newborn. And we want to tell you about Sullivan Alloy. He's a former principal at Schenectady High School, also a decorated U.S. Army Special Forces Vietnam War combat veteran. Aloy receiving a number of honors during his service, including the Air Medal for Valor and a Bronze Star, lifelong resident of Schenectady. He is now inducted into the New York State Senate Veterans Hall of Fame. Aloy is married, he's got three daughters and a grandchild on the way as well. Sullivan, congratulations and thank you for your service. In this morning's Giving on 10, we'd like to highlight Michael Tan, a young black belt with Risen Taekwondo. Michael is also an animal lover, and he recently ran a board-breaking workshop to raise money for the Mohawk Hudson Humane Society. The event managed to raise $720 for the shelter. In appreciation, Mohawk Hudson gave Michael a tour of the facility and a sweatshirt. And a special shout-out to Risen Taekwondo as well for hosting Michael's workshop and supporting his passion for animals. So many ways to give back. We'd love to hear what's happening in your community. Let us know of something where someone is helping someone in need, and we can put it on the air. All you have to do is send us the story and a picture. Send it to news at news10.com or put it on our social media pages. Use the hashtag givingon10, and we'll be happy to spread that good news and get it on air and online. All right, happening today, Duncan's annual iced coffee day. Oh, yeah. The coffee's certainly good. The cause, even better. Of course, News 10's Ben Ryan joins us live from the Next Gen Duncan on Northern Boulevard, right across the street from the station here, with details for us. And boy, you gotta have quite the buzz going right about now, Ben. <laughs> you know, that's, I think that's the goal of the day. I'm gonna see how many iced coffees I can drink throughout the entire morning. At some point, I'm gonna be buzzing like crazy. But no, you guys are exactly right. While the coffee is fantastic, the cause is even better. So we've even needed another reason to go out and grab an iced coffee. Well, I got one for you because it's, uh, iced coffee day at Duncan and one dollar of every cup is going to directly benefit the Bernard and Millie Duker Children's Hospital at Albany Med. So it's a relatively simple concept. If you like iced coffee or you want to try it, all you got to do is go to the Duncan and ask for an iced coffee and that's what's going to happen. But of course, couldn't do it alone. I had to get my man Eric iced coffee as well. Hey, Here you go. I hope you like you. the original blend. I wasn't sure yet, but Eric, I love my iced coffee. We got to talk about this. You know, $213,000 this has generated since you guys started doing this. That's a huge, huge, awesome thing. You know, it's a huge cause. Um, you know, what makes it so important? You know, it's so important to give back to the community. Exactly, you know, it's the capital, you know, and even beyond. So, you know, to be able to do that with iced coffee, what does that mean for you guys? I mean, iced coffee is great to begin with, now you got to even better go out. Right? Absolutely, everybody loves iced coffee, so just another incentive to come out and get one, get two, get three. Pick them up for the uh, the office, 
Um, but again, one dollar from every cup's going back. The sales team, the news team, whoever yeah. it may be, yourself, go out and grab that. Absolutely. Stuff. Maybe you can top it off a little strawberry sprinkled donut. I don't think that's bad at all. What do you think? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, guys, we're going to be here all morning long at Northern Boulevard, the next gen Dunkin'. So, iced coffee day, one dollar off every cup's going to benefit that awesome children's hospital and so much more. So, come on, grab your iced coffee, and it's going to be a great day. You can get energized with now, Ryan Christine. We'll send it back to you guys in the studio. My man's Ben Ryan, 10, ABC. Mm. You know, by uh, by 8:30, uh, you're not gonna be able to understand. <laughs> He's gonna be talking so fast. He'll be fine. <laughs> We're Love all be getting those ice coffee. That's right. Enjoy starting the day with the wake up rundown? If so, do us a favor and take a second to rate the podcast and leave us a review in iTunes or the Apple Podcast app. It helps other people find the show and make sure that you're subscribed to get each morning's episode automatically downloaded into your feed. For more of the stories in today's podcast, head to news10.com or wake up with 10 on air every weekday morning starting at 4 30.